And welcome to another edition of the Stunt Show. Uh, a little different ver- version of the Stunt Show, a show we're titling Stunt for Two. I am joined by Naomi Nachman, the host of Table for Two. Uh, Naomi and I were um, invited, graciously invited by Miriam to a Nachum Siegel event about two months ago. Oh and God, we were like forever ago. It was forever ago. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about barbecue, and she says, you know what, we should do a show and barbecue. So here we are on a lovely Sunday. I'm welcoming everybody to our home. Uh, a lovely Sunday morning here in Teaneck, New Jersey, with a 600-degree barbecue standing behind us, and we are going to elevate and educate our audience about barbecuing. So welcome, at least for this part of the show, welcome to the Stunt Show, Naomi. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Uh, thank you very much, Rochelle and Mark, for hosting us on this amazing, beautiful day. Right uh, about a week after Pesach now, so everyone's back in recovery mode. <laughs> okay, and now we are... Oh, you have this before Miriam Yes, I want to actually present, yeah, because I, I'm already wearing my Nachum Siegel Network shirt. I decided I'm going to give one of our very precious table for two aprons. Uh, with the Nakam Siegel well, Network logo. You. That's for you. So thank you very thank you for much. doing the show with me. It is my pleasure. Thank you for coming. Oh, this is great. Oh, the smell here. I wish everyone could smell what it's... Uh, we've got the grills the going. Grill going. Nothing even on it yet, and it smells Oh, good. and so we, rule number one about grilling, right, for everybody in our audience today, one of the, the most important things I, I am concerned with when I grill is before I turn on the grill, I have to make sure I have an entire other can of propane that I haven't started yet. Because at some point... The propane's going to go out, and we want to make sure we don't have to stop the show and run out for more propane. Oh, God forbid. But, yes. you know, in my house, you have. I actually have my barbecue hooked up to the, ha- to, the, to the gas line of the house. So I never run out. But that also means that you can leave it on for a couple of days without realizing it. Correct. So you've got to be very careful to sh- actually shut it off when you're done. So we have our grill going in the background here. Um, and uh, we're going to let's, why don't we get some, I, I know all of our audience is hungry. So we I know, everyone's saying, you know. The sponsor for Table for Two is, is Abel's and Hyman. Uh, Seth Levitt is here. He's the owner of the company. He's, he's been a tremendous support to our network. And now uh, we're going to, before we start our, our, our full show, we decide we're going to throw on a Hasselbeck Something. salami. Because, you know, who doesn't love it? It's been such a hit in the last couple of, uh, in the last year or so. Honey Apfelbaum uh, debuted it with her recipe, and I kind of made my own. And it's all over the place now, these amazing Hasselbeck salamis. What I have here, see that you have big ones, you have a, this is actually, um, we're going to say, talk. these aren't the same, right? Yeah, these, these are, are not the ones. same. So I'm using a this, smaller this one. I'm the, using, like. I'm using a smaller salami, but there's also the hot and spicy beef. I don't look so, so hot. So we're going to um, use the smaller one. Um, I have it here on my train. What I did is I took it out of the package, and we're going to talk a lot more to Seth about salamis and servalots that people love to grill in the summertime. I, I, I took off my packaging of, of, uh, of the salami, and then I sliced it like a Hasselbeck potato, like an accordion style, but not all the way through, like how you would maybe make uh, some garlic bread. And how should we place it on the grill? Okay, so I'm just, what I'm going to do is I have to sauce it. So I took duck sauce and barbecue sauce, simple and easy and flavorful, and the leftover becomes my dipping sauce, which is multi-purpose. Okay, so I'm just between each um, slice, I'm just going to quickly put some sauce in between each of our slices here and it kind of drips on in and then what I'm going to have you do Mark is throw this on the grill um, and we're going to grill it for a couple of minutes now you want to make sure when it grills on a nice high heat that the sugars do not burn so you kind of like have to watch a little little bit but that's okay we're not walking away from a grill 
Okay, look how gorgeous that is. And I'm smearing all over the top and the sides any leftover sauce. I'm going to give that to you. One of the things that we talk about is mixing sauces, cold meat, hot meat, cooked meat, not cooked meat. Mm. But the salami doesn't fall into that category, so salami is ready to eat. You can actually eat this without... It's already cooked. Okay. It's already cooked. You can just eat it. Oh, so look at that. Look at that barbecue. That is some serious barbecue. What brand of uh, barbecue is that, Mark? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It, okay. It's from Sears. It's from it's Sears. From it's Sears. a Kenmore. I have, I have a Weber at home. I got mine at AHC a couple years ago. Um, and my plumber, um, actually use a plumber to hook up the, uh, I'm going to just pop that there. I use my plumber to connect it up to the house. It's like being a godsend. And of course, Memorial Day and Shavuos is coming up. So. And everybody needs magic tongs. Oh, yeah. The magic tongs, right? You see they stay open, but they don't stay open. Oh, I like to see that. I've, I've never seen that before. Okay, so Mark is holding up some tongs, um, and how how everybody is it comes every, open? everybody comes to our house. They don't know how to open, how to use the salad tongs. Okay, so you, you see they're closed you, now. They're closed. Well, they're closed. And when and you now turn them over, turn they're up. open. And when he turns them upside down, they open up. Uh, isn't that amazing? That's cute. I like that. Where'd you get that from? I have no idea. Yeah, still Walmart, but we can't. <laughs> but we can't. We're, we've been trying to find another pair. We haven't been able. Okay, to Okay, so maybe I should Google magic tongs. We'll yes. see what comes up. Okay, I'm just going to wipe my hands over here. And Mark is one of the things that you mentioned, Naomi is that um, we want to make sure, and you can even see now, I mean, Musa ZK can get a shot, you can see where the the sauce is touching the, the grill, the sauce is going to burn off. It's not. A lot of people make the mistake, I think, is that they over-sauce what they're going to put on the grill. The first thing that's going to burn is the it's sauce. It's the sauce because of the sugars. The sugars burn. Sugar has a very, very high smoking point. Um, I don't know when you eat. you'll see in some of our marinades what we're going to be doing and we're going to be talking about making sure not to burn our marinades, which ends up, will end up burning our meat, giving okay. it a burnt flavor. This is going to take a few minutes to cook. And it'll expand and open up, and we'll keep an eye on that back with our camera. Okay, and now we have a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. All so right. why don't we uh, introduce our, um, our the sponsor of our show, yeah. Yossi Hollander from, uh, Cedar, from Market. Cedar Market. Thank He's going to come up and join us. Thank you, Yossi Hollander, for joining us. Here he comes. Coming around. He's actually got a little sweatshirt on. Little sweatshirt. Yeah. I had to borrow it this morning. Oh, yeah. It's a li- it was a little nippy when we got here this morning. Come on around. It was, it come, was. come around. Okay, yeah, watch the, the beer. Be we'll talk about beer. Bring out your, uh, your, your toys there over there, or we're going to use I just want to mention we have a great lineup because not only do you have Yossi, you have Jay Bookspam doing a beer pairing with us. Okay, does beer go with salami? We're going to find everything out soon. Everything goes Excellent. with beer, and everything goes with salami, I guess, unless it's dairy. <laughs> okay, hi. hi How are you? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So one of the things that we're interested in learning about is, well, as, as Naomi put it before, and we want you to walk us through the cow. But uh, more specifically, when we're walking through, well, for me, because I haven't seen a, a cow um, be taken apart, or be taken apart, <laughs> yeah. um, certainly we, um, we all walk through the meat counter in the store. I'm a very big uh, supporter of Cedar Market, as you know. And uh, I don't understand what's the difference between this, that, and the other thing. Okay. So, so uh, we have some different cuts we brought today. Excellent. Okay. We can go through. Uh, let me get my bag of tricks. Oh, here's a bag of tricks. I love Excellent. a bag of tricks. Right, well, a of bag tricks. of cow tricks. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay. I'm like a very big carnivore. I ate so much meat over Pesach. Here you can put oh. on the table. Yeah. Oh, uh, we have minute steaks. Our spare ribs. Excellent. And what else have we got there? We've got some medallion steaks, all different kinds of cut that is appropriate for barbecuing. We also have some and, chicken. chicken. Oh, look what we have. Bonus. Kind of 
We have some chicken kebabs with some vegetables. That's the marinated chicken chicken wings. We're going to make okay. some chicken yeah, wings later. Okay, yeah, this is actually great because mine I'm going oh. to put on plain and these are marinated. So we'll have, we'll have a little taste Okay, it, huh? no worries. Right, stuff right here. Okay, right and we've got, we've got, um, mm, this is for me for later. Okay, you think I might be small, but this is By the way, back in the day, um, I used to actually have to ask them to cut these special if you wanted a thicker steak, yes. but now you have them, we have them in stock. ready made in the case all I think the time. We have like five, I think, five different rib steaks. Just from the rib, we make uh, a short cut, a medium cut, a thick cut, a cowboy cut. We also have prime if people want a prime piece of meat. What's the difference between prime and cowboy? So you see the. Yeah. I mean, maybe people on the ca- on the camera can see the the little like white stuff you see on a piece of meat. Yeah, that's actually that's good. Called, that's, that's called, called the fat. Fat, right? And people call it fat, and but people it's are marbling. afraid. They're far, right. It's called marbling. People are tend to be afraid of it because they say, oh, it's fat, 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 it's not good for me. Reality is that's what makes the meat really tender right. and very tasty. If you don't, The less fat you have, the tougher and harder your, your meat is going to be. Correct. That's so a very good point. So we should go for the lean cut? No, no lean cut. Not cuts. necessarily, no. I mean, people do. People like the grass-fed meat, but reality is all that meat is all just, it's just very lean, tough meat. Um, it has to be cooked very, very slow and low temperature if you're going to buy that. Yeah, it's a different way yeah, to cook um, when you you eat the grass-fed yeah. meats. But I love the marbling in this. This looks like a beautiful yeah, piece of meat. Absolutely. And it doesn't even need a lot of marinades Correct. and spices. So, a little so this olive is oil actually, and salt. This is a strip steak, we call it. But uh, going through the cow, you want uh, this is from the ch- piece of the chuck. You know, you go to the store, you have the French roast, shell sure, roast. Sure. Many different stores You know, call it something different. Um, so this is actually a piece of that roast, which is always buttery and tender and uh, soft. Okay. This, this is this is probably one of the, the softest pieces of meat. And, and how is that different than? So so the rib and the chuck are are connected on the on the animal, right. so to okay. say a little well, bit. I mean they're connected on the animal. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying they're they're, the, they're close together where it's uh, the tenderness, like uh-huh. the shoulder is is the shoulder. It's the toughest. Right. So as you go further down, it gets it gets more tender to the animal oh, okay. from the shoulder because the shoulder is where the animal's moving and walking. We don't have the hindquarters, so we don't know about the rump roast and all those are roasts. In Israel, they do, right? Uh, yes, uh, you can find them. You can find them in Israel, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but as you get as you get further down to the mid part of the cow, it's more tender piece of meat. Because it's more, a little fatty. Correct. So that's where the chuck is. You have the shoulder on the top, and you have the rib. So this comes from the rib, and there's different parts of the rib. There's a, most people actually where the eye is the biggest, which is this part, right? Correct. They th- right. Pointing to the circle correct, the of eye. the rib. They actually, they actually think that that's the most tender. Where reality it's the most is most expensive when you go into the store. Yes, but reality, right. as from a uh, texture and taste purpose, the eye, the eye, the part of the eye that's closest to the chuck is really where it's more so more tender. So, what would that be on this piece? So of that's uh, well, it's it's a whole rib. Okay. I could have brought you a whole rib. But, but I heard uh, this. I heard this part is yes, called, that's the called the surprise. Right. So people surprise, call it surprise. But it's really uh, surprise, right? We call it we call it the crescent because that's really what it is. It's the crescent of the ribeye. I'm just. It's the top of the center. Um, for those who are listening to our show, I'm just pointing. For those who are listening, they should tune in to see what yeah, we're doing. Yeah, but we, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Tell them, NachamSiegel.net. NachamSiegel.com. Or you can search Nachum Siegel in um, our YouTube channel. Yeah. And watch all our great shows as well as listen to them. But this here, so I'm pointing to the middle of the stage. Right, that's the eye of the... The eye of the... And then on the top part People, here, people like, like to call this part. Chateaubriand. Chateaubriand. Chateau right, oh, the, oh, the sensor Chateaubriand. That is my, and eat it really rare. Right. We also make it in the store, we, we pepper crust it. Mm. Where we take yeah, the whole eye, we bone it out, and we just roll it in pepper crusting. And we slice them up to a nice about about an inch, an inch thick steaks. That's what we I pan sear those, pan sear it a little bit, and you can pop it in the oven. 
and they're delicious. Butter, a little butter. shallot sauce. Yep. Just cut up a shallot, um, saute it in some olive oil, add some red wine, couple of minutes so it'll reduce, and pour oh, that over your steak. Oh, it is gorgeous. amazing. I actually got into the habit now when we go, I go to restaurants and um, I'm ordering a steak and they ask me, how would you like it cooked? My answer is, however the chef would like to cook right. it for me. Yeah, that's what I have, have, have you been to a restaurant and somebody at the table says, oh, I want it uh, well, medium well or well? And they're like, sir, well, we can't serve you that steak <laughs> yeah. uh, at that temperature. Nah, nah. The chef won't allow it to come out of nah, the kitchen. Yeah, I, I right. won't serve any yeah. meat. I can't. Is... It's, 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 you're, you're killing a quality piece of meat. You right. might as well not, you know. Might as well buy the cheaper piece yeah. of meat and burn it. Right? It's like when people want to cook, say, raw tuna. They take tuna and they overcook it. You might as well open up a can. Well, so. that was the other thing I've learned from learning how to barbecue a little bit is I really undercook everything. Just because it's, first of all, it's always going to cook a little bit more right. mm-hmm. when you take it off the grill. Correct. So I've tended to undercook stuff. And I mean, the whole barbecue, um, you can thank my wife for, for my birthday last year. She hired somebody to come to the house to teach me how to barbecue. So uh, whatever I've learned, I learned under that uh, situation. Okay, let's keep turning that. Let's keep turning that. I've been turning it the whole okay, time. Okay, keep going. So we're going to turn it one more time. And you see um, with the camera, Oops, Mark, let's move there so ZK can get it a good shot. It's opening up on its own. It's blooming open. It's expanding. It's like an accordion opening up. And, it, you know, we're just going to maybe another minute or two, and then we can You can also take a look some. at the grill. The camera can look at the grill. Underneath, everything is becoming white hot. So we know that even though the, the temperature is away, we can certainly tell that the grill is getting, is getting super hot. It's not something I want to touch. And you see the grill pan, which we'll hopefully use later, is also sitting here, and it's going to get very hot. But for those of you who haven't used a, uh, a cast iron grill pan before, it takes a little while to get hot, and it takes a super long time to cool down. So you always have to be very careful. Yeah, Mark's going to teach me about um, we'll cast try. iron because yeah. I don't know too much about cast iron uh, cooking. Okay, so we have a really nice selection of meat here, and you know what I like that? Sometimes the busy mums out there want to make oh, yeah. a barbecue, and you just don't have time to cut up the vegetables. So here you have pre-made kebabs. Absolutely, we have. I said a, it right, the American. Yep, kebabs. I usually correct. say kebabs. Um, kebabs and um, pre-seasoned chicken wings, which is great. So we, we, have nice a, we have a full selection of all different types, ready to grill, ready to cook. Actually, one popular item, it's not a grill item, but it's it's a mom's favorite. Yes. Okay, what uh, is this? Onion yes. crusted. These are very Oh, my good. gosh. Onion this crusted. is great. I've never seen this. Yeah. yeah these nice. are actually very good. Do we put these on the barbecue or do we throw no, these yeah, in the oven? No, you throw them in the oven. But okay. I guess you could put them on if you were making We have some other goodies that we make pre-made. Stuffed? I see we have stuffed capon chicken. With pastrami. With pastrami. Cri- we and make these the with uh, pastrami. We make them with kishka. All different types of great for Friday night or yes. Shabbos morning. And Delicious. do you have directions how do you throw it in the you oven? Throw in the oven, right. bake them 325, 350 for about 45 hours, minutes yeah. to an hour. Right. An hour, yeah. an hour and a half. You're about like these, but the, the whole roast that we sell, yeah, that sells about two hours. I would say this probably needs 40 minutes. Yep. Very nice. Could also, also, it, also, it's nice because they'll come here, but this easily can serve four people for a Friday night dinner. You just cut them in half. Correct. Lovely. This, this is a deli- delicacy, a homemade pastrami. So this you cook like it's more of a roast, but. Uh, okay. Do you, and how do you cook this? Too, it seems. How, how do you? Yes, So it has actually cooking instructions on it. Okay. Very so simple. It says place in a nine by, by thirteen pan, okay, add two, two cups, cups of water, and cover it and cook for two and a half hours. Okay. Simple, easy recipe. Set it and forget it. We love this. Wow. Okay. Cool. All right. So we've got a nice selection of stuff. Should we do the talk about the coleslaw? Yes. So we'll, let's get some bowls here because one of my favorite things at Cedar Market. We're going to do a taste test for Naomi. 
Oh, yum. Because I, I can't tell the difference. I love coleslaw. And I just want to, I'm going to also be giving Jay Booksbound some coleslaw too. Because Jay and I always talk about how much we love coleslaw on the show. Wait, on so table you know for two. Get, um, Do we need some forks? I've got uh, some, got forks, some right forks right here. One more bowl. We have everything, everything ready. Everything ready. I need one more plate. One more plate. Okay, so we have two kinds of coleslaw. We've got I, the I, diet. And we have the regular. And what I want to do is I am going to put a diet and a regular in. And you and Jay Jay can taste it. And you and and Jay can tell me if you can tell the difference. And I think I just mixed them up, so it won't even be a good test. Okay, here's the first one, Jay. Let me take that. This is for you, Naomi. Okay, I just checked on our house back. Okay, so. Take a fork. All right, here we go. All right. Mmm. Okay. Nice and crunchy. And here's the second one. Diet, right? This was diet. Our distinguished palates can... (laughs) Right? We'll see. (laughs) And here's the second one. This is my second one. All right, Jay. We have some background music. We'll dance. Okay. Uh, Non-diet. Non-diet. You can tell the difference right away. I can tell the difference. Both are excellent. Thank you. Both are very good. Very good. You know what else is very good at Cedar Okay. The Coleslaw. Rochelle Zamek. Let's hear from Rochelle Zamek. Cauliflower salad. Cauliflower salad. Okay. Thank you. Okay. okay. This looks like right. it should be That's coming off the hear. ground. Here's our um, salami plate. What's here? in here? Mm. So it's standard vegetables. Okay. It's basically shredded cabbage, uh, carrots. I'm taking this That's pretty much it. I mean, okay. uh, I think there's something else too. We put a little celery seed in there. Maybe a little celery seed. Okay, this looks right. amazing. I, I, I this like looks that Yeah. Smells great. Okay, we're going to eat this. Okay. That looks I'm amazing. So I know. And we're going to have it with a little coleslaw. All right, maybe we can put this aside a little Absolutely. bit. Um, I'll clean it off. Why don't you move up? Why don't you switch sides with me? You can cut okay, that. Okay, I'm going to slice up our delicious Hasselbeck and pass them around to all our friends that are here today. What a lovely turnout. Okay, um, I just want to talk quickly, everybody. Whenever I do a cooking demonstration, I always talk about knives. Um, I use a global knife. Everybody asks me what kind of knife I use. This is my knife. I bought it from my house in Woodmere, and I love I'm just taking this off. I always use wooden cutting boards. Thank you, Miriam. I'm just going to grab a fork so I don't get all dirty. Um, I use a global knife. It stays really sharp, but whether you spend $5 or $500 on the knife, keeping it sharp is the most important. Um, okay, I'm just taking some slices off. Oh, you know what I'm going to do while you're Slicing that? up my... Hasselbeck. Oh, this looks amazing. Nice and crispy on the outside. Okay, I'm going to cut up the whole thing. Just got to cut through the um, the caramelized coating of that. That looks fantastic. And then we're going to put this on a platter. Actually, I might even... I actually use quite a lot of chopping boards as um, serving pieces these days. I make a big side of ribs and I put it on a, overnight in the oven and I kind of serve it on a, a carving board. Um, so that way we can... I'm sure you have amazing ribs there, Yossi, at your big side of ribs at uh, Cedar Market. Slicing this down, passing this around. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the sauce on the plate and people can just... Uh, oh, okay, Mark, you have to take a piece. Okay, get a fork from back here. Okay, this looks awesome. Um, I make this, I quite make, often make this uh, Friday afternoon for an Erev Shabbos snack. Um, you know, the kids are hungry. Shabbos is starting to get later and later now. Everybody wants something, so I'll serve a Hasselpeck salami. Um, and so this is interesting. So I noticed that it probably could stay on the grill another minute. Okay. But I 
I like that it's not too crusty. Mm. This is excellent. Mm. We want to really pass high quality piece of meat. Also, now let's We're pass that around. About that. There are forks right, so on the table. Okay, why don't you take this tray and put that on the table so everybody can have? I like to hear um, Seth tell us about what is asking. Yeah, we're going to talk all about. We're going to talk to Seth in a minute. Okay, how's okay. that doing? I just it, threw the the. Some wings on the grill. But before we talk to Seth, we wanted to put the London broil. We want to put a London broil on. cooking. So okay, before we cook the London broil, so we have a London broil here. This London broil has been sitting for about an hour in pesto sauce. Yeah, with a little extra olive oil we extra, put in. A little extra oil we put in. Okay, All our ingredients, spinning. everything we bought today, see the market. They we, sell. Probably, we could probably make a list and post it on the website so they can see it. And so one of the things that I learned that's super important from barbecuing, which is I've been a big fan of for the past year since I learned, is the biggest mate, perhaps mistake we talked a little bit about before when, it, when we were dealing with the with the Hasselbeck, is the last thing that I this has been marinating for a while. The last thing I want to do before I put it on the grill is rinse the whole thing off. Right. Because otherwise, what's going to happen is the the the, 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 the pesto is going to burn. And you're going to lose the, the taste of the meat, and it's just going to be crusted with pesto. So we do have some pesto we'll put on when it's coming off the grill. But the, but right before I put this on the grill, I want to rinse this off. Okay, okay. Let's, let's we're going to so do, that. do that. And one other thing, I just want to say, meat should always come to room temperature. Don't let it sit out too long, where it will spoil. Um, but you want to bring your meat to room temperature. I see ZK is really really enjoying that Hasselbeck salami. So thank you uh, for uh, keeping me on target here. Okay. Um, we have, uh, Mark is just going to rinse off the, um, the uh, meat because we want to make sure, and it's been sitting out for like a little bit now, it's a warm day, so we're kind of monitoring that it doesn't get too hot, but we want it to go onto our grill at room temperature, that's really important. Um, it, you know, kind of keeps a steady, even uh, cooking. So you can see that even though I rinsed it off, there's still definitely some pesto left, you can still, the green color of the meat is still here, but it's not completely crusted in pesto and it is on the grill can we get that sizzle did that sizzle sound get in that is my favorite i love that sound there's nothing like when a piece of meat hits that grill oh you're tuned to this is the Malcolm siegel network the stun show boy we're not doing we're not wearing headphones we forget that we're on the radio know, we need right? to do ids <laughs> so we are tuned to the stun show for two a uh, special episode mark zamek and uh, naomi nachman here thank everybody we're uh, in teaneck new jersey on a beautiful um, Sunday barbecue and uh, thank our sponsors, uh, Cedar Market, yeah, uh, for joining us. Thank Yessi and his walk through the meat was uh, really um, uh, educational. And now I'm going to have to go shopping later on today to buy some more meat <laughs> at Cedar Market. That was the point. That, uh, that was the point. And everyone's right. going to go shopping now. Everyone's going to go shopping at Cedar Market. So we have some chicken wings going, we have some, um, some London broil going, going now. and I, now we have the next thing on our list. I is just want to say about the chicken wings, I do not season my chicken wings. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, because I feel that the chicken wings on the grill, plain, are delicious. I don't feel that the crazy spice mixes that people put on are so necessary. Plain wings, if you're short on time, it's great. You can buy some seasoned, uh, seasoned up wings at uh, Cedar Market as well as plain wings at Cedar Market. But if you're in sometimes at Harry or, or you have some in your freezer, just rinse them off and throw them on the grill. So okay. it's nice to have it plain and delicious. So we'll try some of those in a minute. I'd like to welcome the host, uh, uh, the host, <laughs> the sponsor of Table for Two. We had a, wind, a little wind blowing. The uh, sponsor of Table for Two, uh, Seth Levitt, come on down. Come on up to our, our Table for Three. This is a Table Oop. for Three on the Stump Show to you today. Nice windy day. 
It's warm. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. It's been a while. Yeah. I think the last time we had a show, you couldn't make it. Yeah. And we're glad that everything's uh, back on track. And um, Thanks for having me again. Yeah, this is great. Well, thank you for your continued sponsorship. Um, yes. We, uh, we figured we had to do a show about barbecuing. And Mark arranges an amazing day for us, but we could not have a show without... Well, you need hot dogs for You need hot dogs. What kind of barbecue show without hot dogs? And, of course, our hot dogs are Abels and Hyman. Um, the Hasselbeck Salami. Let's yes. start off with what we started off at the beginning of our show, a Hasselbeck Salami. Um, Hasselbeck actually means sliced up potatoes. It actually was from a restaurant in Europe, I believe, um, who came up with the original Hasselbeck potato. And then we kind of took it further. And people do all kinds of things with Hasselbeck, from zucchinis to... Uh, Hot dogs salami. Salami. You can open a package of hot dogs to put on the grill? Yeah, sure. We're going to do that. So um, I'm going to leave these here, but. um, I got these. Okay, we're going to grab. I know Seth is grabbing some of the. He has so many different kinds of hot dogs. Uh, Can we just talk? I know it's not here, the beer hot dogs. Yes, the beer hot dogs. That is so awesome. Yes, the beer hot dogs are going to be available very soon. Uh, they weren't available for Pesach, obviously. Yeah, because yeah, you can't use beer on hot dogs. Um, but uh, we are in full production again, and uh, they should be hitting the shelves in the next week or two. Okay, they're ready for the summer. Ready for the it's summer. Really, this, for is, time. this is this is the season. You've got quite a lot of hot dog. You don't just do plain hot dogs. No, we do uh, quite a variety. We do. Uh, the regular all-beef hot dog, which uh, is the, our most popular hot dog. And then uh, we've added flavored hot dogs, like the chipotle-flavored hot dog. Oh, which, yeah, we've got some. We're going to grill some up. Which are very hot and spicy. <laughs> um, and then we have, uh, for people looking for a reduced fat and sodium. Reduced we fat have, and sodium right here. We have the reduced fat and sodium hot dogs. Yeah, can we throw some of these on? Okay. okay. I like those. Okay. And then we have, for the people <laughs> okay. looking for a healthier alternative, we have the no-nitrite added uh, beef hot dog and what we do with that I think I've explained to you before is that uh, we use natural nitrates nitrates that are derived from uh, natural ingredients like celery and char- cherry and we use that it's a more time consuming process in order to uh, actually make the hot dogs it takes about two or three days for the the meat to cure uh, before we can actually because we're not actually adding any additional chemicals so it's right no little... synthetic it's all natural I love that. That's and, so great. And uh, it's, it's a healthier alternative uh, to, for the consumer who's you know, looking to move away from the uh, synthetic type of nitrates that are added into the product. For some of our listeners who have not heard um, my, me interview Seth before, I just wanted to throw in that when Seth and I first started working together, I went out to the factory and I saw the production of the hot dogs. It actually looks like pieces of roast that you would buy in Cedar Market or your local supermarkets and they go into the grinder not big fat pieces of oh not big heavy pieces of fat it's a really high quality piece of meat and that's what separates you from everybody else because you know i talk about whenever you make an, a, a, a dressing or a, or a salad or you use good quality ingredients and it makes all the difference in your food and i think that's what ha- happens with abels and hyman correct your quality is very high from from the meat that we use to the spices uh, everything makes a difference. You can't cut corners if you expect to have a good product, and we don't. And well, didn't I hear you once say on the air, Jay, if you wouldn't drink it, don't cook with it? Uh, yeah, we say <laughs> that all the time, right? <laughs> okay. Now, you have other and uh, other lines of besides the meat. We have these incredible sauces. Great. Let's just give these a minute because 
This one is a big favourite in the Nachman household. I use that on everything. The sweet and tangy sauce, yes. Sweet and, sweet and tangy. Well, how can you have a hot dog without mustard, oh, right? Right. But um, yeah, I'm not. We, we, I used to be a ketchup fan when I was growing up. That's and because then, you're Australian. Because I'm Australian, but you know what? As I got, you know, past my twenties, I love mustard. I think maybe when I moved to America, I became obsessed with mustard. One of the, one of the nicest ways to eat a hot dog. Um, is uh, to fry a hot dog. Fry a hot dog? Like fry what do you do that? Dog. What do you Which mean, fry a I hot fry? dog? Uh, just take any hot dog. And, well, I already and have some of those on the grill. Oh, my God. What are oh, we doing? should try the spicy try, one. Try the spicy one. Fry it up. If you could put a little oil in your skillet. Oh, uh, yeah. We can get some oil from the kitchen, right? Uh, what kind of yeah, oil? Yeah, regular oil. Okay, if thank you, Rochelle. Spray. Yeah. Uh, spray. Spray, right. okay, spray or oil, spray. either way. But when you fry them up, if you put them into the... Yeah, that'll be... Perfect. Okay, that looks great. Very professional. Mark is spraying a cast iron skillet pan. And also be careful when you spray the grill. It's pretty dangerous to make sure you're not over the fire. Yeah. Yeah, watch, watch the shake tool. Okay, okay. There's your Ooh. sound. There's your sound, oh. your sizzling sound. And, and you'll get Fantastic. A, we call them shredders, you know, because the hot dogs from the heat, from the oil, will actually start shredding apart. Oh, cool. And it's a really uh, unique look to it. So you we're frying to, these. Yeah, that's another way. Yeah. See what's happening? It's starting to bubble up. I like that. And what's going to happen is they'll expand and eventually they'll start shredding. Um, do people boil hot dogs? People do. Because we do that. We Only used to on do the that. street. We do yeah. that in Australia. On the street that we, we dirty boil water. hot dogs. Dirty water, yes. <laughs> of, all of, the non, of all of the not kosher food that surrounds us living in New York on a regular basis, yes. the biggest Yetzirah I always have is for those hot dogs on the really? street. Really? Yeah, there's I a guess. kosher cart now. Yeah, but I can never find it. Yeah, we got to find it. we got to find those guys. We're coming after you. Mark and I are coming after you. Well, that's another addition for the stunt show, Miriam. Did you hear that one? We're going to, we're, we're going to we'll survey all the food carts in Manhattan. Yeah, you looked it up. We looked it up and we spoke to them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're meeting with them on Monday. Because of what I told yes. you? Oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah. Tell them how much I'm looking forward to coming and eating their hot dogs there. Okay. Uh, I will definitely mention that. And I just want to remind your listening and viewing audience to please follow us on Instagram, yeah. like us on Facebook. We love hearing back from the customers we love the interaction that we have we have uh, uh, a great rapport with all of our customers or as many as we can and uh, we just love hearing from them and, and seeing images of the products that they're cooking right so, with, with Facebook and Instagram you know mm -hmm. it's become like a, a food competition every day especially you know yesterday was uh, Schlüssel week and everyone was posting their pictures of oh, the Schlüssel Schlüsselchallers right. so, what's the tooth <laughs> <laughs> um, but please you know tag Abel's and Hyman on your post when right. you make our amazing hot dogs. Right. Hashtag Abel's Hyman uh, for Instagram. And uh, on Facebook, we're Abel's and Hyman. And very easy to find. Yeah. We've actually got um, a giveaway. You want to announce what we're going to be doing? Yes. We're going to be giving away a, a box of assorted provisions to one lucky listener uh, who's able to post uh, images of some Abel's and Hyman products on Instagram. Tagging us and tagging uh, Table for Two. Okay, great. Um, actually, well, they're going to tag Nachum Siegel Net. Nachum Siegel Net. Miriam, our tag is Nachum Siegel Net. At Nachum Siegel Net. So do tag at Nachum Siegel Net and Abel's, Abel's and Hyman. Abel's Hyman. Abel's, awesome. Abel's a Hyman. It's, a a, it's tags. two tags. But everybody's all into their hashtags. So, speaking, you know. of speaking of Nachum Siegel Net, we should remind the listeners. For the, especially those who don't see the big beautiful sign behind us, that this is the Nachman Siegel Network. Mark Zamek and Naomi Nachman on a stunt show for two. Here, if you uh, are just listening to us, 
please suggest you go to NachumSiegel.com or check our YouTube channel. The first hour of is, is going to air fra, at, during the stunt show from 1 to 2 on Thursday. The second hour from 9 to 10 the following morning on Friday morning during the Table for Two slot. But both hours will be available for video. We suggest everybody tune in and watch the video. Okay, we're kind of like a kosher food show right now. This is so much fun okay, ooh, standing out here. Well, well done. Okay. I love them well done. I like, I, I've, I've actually eaten these. You can eat these raw. You yeah, know they're that? fully cooked. They're fully cooked. I've eaten a raw, uh, uncooked, well, I can't want to say uncooked. Cooked. Fully oh. cooked. Ready to eat. Ready to eat out of the fridge hot dog. Yum. Okay, Mark is checking on the London broil. He's flipping that. He's steering it. Wow. Okay, can we just talk about now? Okay, he's, he's doing that and check on the hot dog. Um, Servalots and um, salamis. I buy a lot of your products. Right. I get a lot of your products. We work together a year and a half. And people are always talking to me about uh, your Servalot. salamis oh. and servalots. Right. What's actually the difference, in case you're tuning in and our stunt show listeners um, want to know, what is the difference between a salami and a servalot? There are quite a few differences. The uh, biggest difference is that salami is hot smoked and servalot is cold smoked. Um, meaning that we um, uh, use a different temperature to cook the product. Uh, we also use different spices for the servalot and different cuts of meat. Like when you came into the factory, you saw all the uh, different cuts of meat that we use for the hot dogs. Right. Well, for servalot, we go a step further. It takes two days to age the, the, the meat after we've spiced it to really soak in the flavor of the spices. Uh, and then we put into uh, uh we, we extrude it into the casing and stuff it out and put it into the ovens and we let them sit uh, and cook overnight and it, it incorporates a, an incredible taste and um, it, 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 it's nothing like you've ever eaten. It's a European delicacy and one of the ways that people actually eat it is they butterfly the servalot okay. on the edges. This way they can tell the difference between the servalot and the salami if they decide to put a salami on a grill. Okay, that way that way we have a, a difference. That's right. actually a very clever idea because we've mixed up a few things right and they here. they bloom. They bloom. They bloom very nicely. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I know that servalot's very, very flavorful. Oh, so right. we've got some hot dogs here. Cut into it. Okay. Should we cut into that? Okay. All right. I'm going to put this down here. We can, we, I, I can put yes. that down. That's great. All right. I'm going to... Those are the regular ones we put in first. These are regular hot dogs. Oh, I'm just going to slice some of these up. Just make sure they're uh, mm. cooked through. Cook, no, they're cooked cooked through. Yeah, yeah, they're fully cooked. We don't have to worry about that. We're going to talk a little bit later on the show about food temperature, um, the internal temperature of cooking meat. Right. And here are okay. the spicy ones I made in the pan. Okay. All right. These are the nitrate ones. Here, I cut those. Okay, so I'm slicing up... These are the, the spicy ones. These are the spicy ones. And those okay. are the low-fat, I think, yeah, Mark. Yes, I have these low-fat ones. So there are many different ways. In fact, Seth is coming to the studio, and we've um, cooked them on on uh, in, on uh, electric George Foreman grills. So there are many different ways. If you are traveling away for the weekends and you want to take some of the uh, hot dogs with you to have a quick and easy dinner, that's why hot dogs are so practical, um, you can take a George Foreman grill and cook them up in your hotel room. Yum. Okay. So we've got three different kinds here that we've cooked. We're going to give some to Jay to try. And we're going to have Jay come up and talk about some beer, but I want to taste the spicy Okay, because I can... How spicy is it? I would imagine... You tell me. Okay. Do we need, Everything maybe that we make Maybe Jay should mild. come and pour some cold beer up here in case it's too hot. Take okay. a second. You'll feel it on the back of your <laughs> yeah, throat. Yeah, come on up. Oh, wow, yes. Is that very, very hot? Funny. No, it's not very hot at all. 
but the way after it already went down, that's how you feel. Because so the heat from the peppers is what uh, okay. takes a little time to uh, ballast point. Okay, so um, I'm going to have you stay up here. Okay. Stay up here. Okay. I want you to my be, good buddy. My buddy. We dive in together. At, believe it or not, at ten to five in the morning in Hillside, and so that's late. only on that's not on Monday and Thursday, which is a quarter to five. So you know. I have a great time on table for two with these two guys. I've learned and drank a lot <laughs> from these guys. Okay, so um, let's just try a little bit. Um, you're going to stay up and you're going to drink some beer with us. Why not? And have some hot dogs. Sure. Do you ever get sick of eating hot dogs? Never, never. <laughs> it's so funny because my, my parents were in the food business yeah. and my mother thought she'd be sick of chocolate, but she never got sick of chocolate. It's my daughter's, my youngest daughter's favorite food. Really? Yes. One more oh, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to try. Can I try That's one the of spicy these? Ones. That's a spicy one. Is it one. very spicy, Mark? No. Okay, it's not. Okay, I'm going to. All right, so what am I going to drink this? Are we going to so, spicy beer? So you had a question for me earlier. Yeah. What was the question between two different kinds of productions mm-hmm. of beer? What was the question? Do you remember? So, yes, lager and ale. Okay, so ale is a fermentation that takes place on the top of the tank. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that, that wine and beer are not dissimilar in the respect that they're both fermented you know, products. Mm-hmm. Beer, wine, of course, is fermented with grapes, all right? Okay. But beer is fermented with hops and other kinds of um, vegetables and fruits and so on sometimes. Usually it's both, it's mostly hops and sometimes other grains, okay? So ale is, the fermentation takes place on the top of the tank at a, um, at a higher temperature, okay. and so the fermentation is much quicker and probably less no. complex, makes These a less complex, more straightforward beer, whereas a lager, the fermentation takes place on the bottom of the tank. Okay. That, that kind of yeast actually floats to the bottom. It ferments on the bottom, but it's done at a much lower temperature over a longer period of time. It's a harder beer to make, but it's more complex and more rich. And just to um, talk about Seth and, and his wonderful product, you know, we say in the wine business, we've talked about this a hundred times, there's only three things that matter in making great wine, yep. and that is good grapes, good grapes, and good grapes. Yep. Seth knows, and that's why his product tastes like this, there's only three things that matter, of course, there's much more than that, but that make great product and you mentioned it it's great raw materials yes and absolutely. there's nobody who does it better than Seth. and before right. we drink it can i just say one sure. thing and i want and i would not only be saying this if my father wasn't here this is the first beer i've had since i'm 14 years old oh. so <laughs> what you drank beer at yeah, no we, we way better watch it was him. camp it was you know back in the day in the old boys camp oh yeah oh yeah so what would you do is look at the beer look at the color Okay. And give it a smell. Okay. It's just like we do on the wine show. you know show. what? There is kind of like a fruity smell oh. to this. Isn't that a nice I'm fruity smell? I'm dying to try this. Uh, just as a, you know, what is a, a this? cautionary what kind of beer? tale. Can we hold this it up? This is called Ballast Point. A shout out to the people at, um, at uh, oh my gosh, at uh, Bayway Liquor in Elizabeth, sunny Elizabeth, New Jersey, who did a great job of, of helping me with the menu Look, and I'm matching the beers. This is a lighter, fresher kind of, you know, mm. fun flavored beer. Okay. It's not flavored. It's made with all grains or vegetables, so you don't have to worry about any kosher issues. Okay, so we're gonna. Of course, beer ha- need a rabbi. You know, it's a- interesting. I read an article recently um, that there are many different ingredients that can be used to make beer, and that you have to be careful. Right. So I saw a creme brulee beer. Okay. Um, so at a, at, a, at a place once, and I didn't know if I could two have two things it. before we taste yep. the beer. Too late. Oh, Too late. We, we okay. taste it. I'm sorry, I missed it. I wanted to know the spicy mm. one. Whether eight-year-old Jacob Wallach thought it was too spicy or not. Okay, all right. Come on, come the up kids. to the mic. We like the to hear. You can see that. You can just go to the mic over here, Jake. Okay, there's no such thing as a shy Wallach, right? No. Right here. Right here. So what do you think of the spicy one? 
Okay, go ahead. Okay, Let's so see. go on. We're gonna camera on Jake Wallach. Okay, he's biting and chewing. Jacob, in general, likes spicy food. Okay. Nothing like an honest kid. How how you feel? I don't really feel anything. Okay. Nothing in the okay. mouth. There's no spiciness? I'll you don't feel it? I'll try more. Okay. okay. You're a martyr. You're a martyr. Keep and trying. And then we have to taste the beer, and then we're going to have to check the, you're gonna have to check the London board. Oh, yeah, we got to check it. We do not want that to overcook. So Why do I feel like it's quick, not the spicy is, one? You know, beers range in today. Beers Jacob's range wondering in if he did alcohol not get the spicy from about 3.5% okay. as much as now 10 and 12%. This particular beer is about 7%. It's higher than most beers. Right. Isn't beer usually 5%? Usually between 4 and 6%. Okay. Yep. This is uh, this is seven percent, so it's you know not a not a lightweight, but also not very ponderous and heavy. It's kind of fun and light and definitely not heavy. You know, mm. so. it's very nice beer. This is very fruity. I only started drinking goes, beer after forty. This really so. goes good with both hot dogs mm. and and um, salamis of all kinds. Salami. So. Did all our Hasselbeck go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. about four they seconds. They could use some more. Does somebody want to slice up and butterfly up the? Uh, sure. Hasselbeck up the, there you go, thank you, Rochelle Zamek. And a, a knife. Uh-oh. Hand her to her. Yeah. I've had There's some more. Okay. Over there. Yeah, you're correct. Knife safety is very important. Okay, let, why don't we check the temperature okay, of the London temp- Royal? Okay, take a break for can a we just talk about that? Where is our thermometer? Right here. Okay, um, let's talk about um, oh, meat. Everybody has their own personal preference. Uh, the Nachman family likes their meat rare, so... Um, and, you know, certain cuts of meat have got to be either cooked for a longer period of time, like braising, like a brisket. Um, but, say, a London broil, you can just, you know, have it more on the rare side. Okay, I'm using Mark's um, thermometer. Digital thermometer. Digital right. thermometer. I even have just a regular one just has the dial. Okay, and I'm sticking it in about halfway through. You're going to have to move your hand because the grill's pretty hot. You can let That's it sit. Okay. Okay, it's registering at 120 degrees, 121. I like my meat at 130. It's going to, remember we talked about taking things off a little bit earlier? It's called residual heat. So it's going to come off. It's still at 122. We're going to give that another couple of minutes. When it hits 130, I'm going to take it off. I'm going to let it rest for 10 minutes before we slice it. In that time, it's going to come up to about 135, 136, and that way we'll have the perfect, perfect taste and a little bit of pinkness in the middle will be fabulous. We're going to pass that around to everybody who's here, and people at home should also know you can do this on a grill pan at home, something like a cast iron skillet or even just a Teflon grill pan. I do mine Friday afternoon, um, and I serve it Shabbos Day. I don't slice it till Shabbos Day um, to keep it more moist. Um, but that's a very nice um, Shabbos day. I think the meat tends to dry out too much. On the blech. On so the blech. No, I serve it at room temperature. It never goes to a blech. Oh, okay. So that's I put good. it in a Ziploc bag. What about I put the wings? it in the fridge. Can you pull the wings off? Let's, well, I think so. Let me just take a quick peek there with you. These are our unseasoned wings, and maybe we're going to throw on some seasoned wings by the amazing Cedar Market, sponsor of today's. Stunt and table for two show. Oh, Let's so you, how how long more are we going to leave that on? Two more minutes. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is okay. I am going to put a little Hungarian. bit of pesto more. sauce. Mm-hmm. Remember, it must be Hungarian. How long more? How long more? Exactly. Um, so remember, we it was sitting in pesto. We rinsed it off, and now just at the end, I'm going to paint the top of it with pesto, so the pesto can cook a little bit. That into looks the top beautiful. Of the I would love to get a shot of that where you're going to move away a little bit there, Mark, and. 
ZK is going to get a great shot of that. That looks gorgeous. Right, That's a really re- beautiful. Remember that pesto. Um, that that, that um, pesto has a very very strong taste, and if you leave it all crusted, it'll just overwhelm the taste of the meat. You know, one of the things that Yassi mentioned before is that the meat has a very good taste on its own. Yeah. And some, some cuts of meat need, like the, we're talking about the rib steak, really don't need a marinade or spices. A little salt, a little olive oil. I took a class once at La Marais, and he showed what he does with those big, gorgeous steaks. Salt or olive oil, and he grills them. So you don't need sometimes the big, fancy uh, spices and sauces, which I love to make and love to eat. But, okay, we have another Hasselbeck going on the grill. Oh, this is so much fun today. Okay, thank God the weather is cooperating. It smells amazing. And we are right here at the Zomix House in Teaneck, New Jersey, having a great day today. It's also interesting, almost every grill I've ever worked with has hot spots and cold spots, even though everything is set evenly. Everybody just get used to what spots they like to use. I had noticed here the center was hotter, so I had moved it over to the side to finish cooking it off. Yeah, my, my left side of my grill at home is always much hotter, so I always have to, like, rotate. Our wings are nice and clean. They went straight onto our grill plain. We did not season them up. Um, we're going to throw a couple of uh, Cedar Market wings on next. Mark is cutting up. This is the spicy again. Spi- okay, Jacob, you're up next, mate. You want to come over here? Come around. Come on, Jacob's coming around. And Jacob by the way, Wallach. Still to come as we sort of get closer to the end of our first hour. We haven't even talked about vegetables and fruit, which we're going to do. Oh, well, I love doing that on in the our grill. Second hour. Okay, hi, Jacob. Thanks for coming today. You gave up your Sunday morning. You're a hero. Okay. It's a little hot, probably. Yeah, it might be a little bit hot, a little bit of steam. You can blow on it. Do you like, you want some mustard with it? Not plain. He's a He's of plain. Okay. So why don't you sit down and you'll decide. You don't always use it, do it plain. Oh, so sometimes you like mustard. Are you a mustard guy or a ketchup guy? Both. Oh, both, I like that. You put both on your hot dog or you, you change it up? Sometimes mustard, sometimes. Sometimes something. Sometimes, do you like things on your hot dogs, like um, beans or um, oh, sauerkraut or coleslaw? Mm, no, not really. The traditional hot dog guy, mustard or ketchup, bun and a hot dog, yeah? Yep. All right, that's great. All right, he's going to try that. Okay, if it's too hot, don't do it. <laughs> no pressure. Just give it a, put it on your lips, see if it's, put it near your lips. It's not too hot, hot from a temperature standpoint. Tasting. Yeah. Okay, what, what does Jacob Wallach think of our hot dogs? You don't feel that it's too spicy? No, but okay. it's very, there's a lot of oil. A lot of oil, okay, okay. does have meat, the oil's coming from the meat. Also, we greased our grill, so a little bit of the oil's coming off of that. These wings are... Okay, yeah, I would reckon they can come off and let them rest for a couple of minutes. Okay, is he liking it? There he, he goes, he went for the rest of it. J- Jacob likes our, the hot dog. He wishes it could be spicier. We need a spicier version for the Wallachs. I'm sure we have spicy. He would put a little sog on it if he, we gave him the chance. We actually have some burning bush hot sauce from uh, our friend uh, Nate. Um, and he, Yeah, maybe we can get some burning bush hot sauce there for... Uh, also available at Cedar Market. A big shout-out. Oh, oh excellent. Um, Nate has been a guest on our show, and a big shout-out to him and his amazing product. I actually make, I put some of his hot sauce into champagne. Wow. Yeah, it's, it was yeah, amazing. Tried that. I, I remember. Yeah, we show. did it, and I started doing it. At, I was away from Pesach at Ram Caterers at the Doral uh, uh, during Pesach, and I actually did a spice champagne. 
I did peach nectar, champagne, and hot sauce. It was amazing. So uh, we're all about uh, a little bit of heat. Jacob would like a little bit more heat. So we're going to give you some hot dog and uh, some burning bush hot sauce. Okay, let's do some hot dog wings. Okay. Um, I mean, hot dog wings. Wings. Chicken wings. Okay. Here are my wings. I'm just going to snap it. It is cooked to perfection. I'm licking my fingers. That tastes so good. Okay. All right, Mark. Here we go. Oh, it's hot. Oh, it is hot. It's hot. Things with bone, things with bone get much hotter because the bones get really hot. That is delicious, right? It doesn't got, need these doesn't heavy, need right? Doesn't need a lot, a lot of things. If you are in a hurry, these are perfect. I'm going to put that there. Let's pass these around. What beer yeah, would you recommend beer. for chicken? Okay, so my, my able assistant. Uh, Pardon the pun? No, no, no. Um, what's your name? Adam. Okay. Adam. Adam. My able assistant is going to bring us able a Vermont Magic Hat Circus Boy. One of the things I did notice that, by the way, Yashkoch on the cleaning of the wings. They were spotless when we uh, when we got them. Yeah, that was really nice. I did mention you it very the, briefly. The opener. Um, but it was it was they were beautiful. Let's let's uh, if you let's do have dump a little these. bit of hair on the wings, they do come let's off while they're cooking. These. You can just dump pluck these. them off. Oh, sorry. Oh, this is fantastic. I'm going to eat my. So this my is this is a magic hat. This is a magic hat circus boy. It's it's a pale ale. It's unfiltered, and we talk about unfiltered sometimes with um, with wine with as well because yeah. it leaves more guts in it. You know, more stuff. It's unfiltered, and they call it unfettered. So that's kind of nice. And this is actually a lower alcohol. This is a 4.3 percent uh, alcohol. Oh, okay. And um, it's a wheat beer, not from barley. Okay, so, so, so barley, barley is kind of, think about maltiness. Maltiness is richer than what you would consider wheat, right? Oh, wheat is lighter. So let's just try a little bit of that. Here you go. And actually, if you take a look at the color, it's also, it's also not only the color, but the texture. It's darker. It, it's, it, no, it's actually pale. lighter, yeah, but, I mean, it's but it's cloudy. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's, actually it's cloudy. The and the reason why... Let's, let's compare the oh, two. Yes, you can see it's cloudy. It's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit lighter, but cloudy. And the reason why it's cloudy, don't be afraid of it, is because it's um, it's unfiltered. So they left some of that, you know... Schmutz? Some of that schmutz the in there, schmutz, and the which, gives it, which gives okay. it some more flavor. All right, let's try And by this. the way, I was, you know, talking about how to prepare meat, and you were saying, I like it like the... Uh, when it's a steak, I like it. Ooh, Tell me with the chef. Ooh. So when I do that, and and uh, they say, talk, well, we prepare it medium this. rare. I go, I want the goyish medium rare. Yeah, you know, right make believe what? I'm not Jewish here. And actually, the aroma, the aromatics, is lighter on this. So just like, uh, you know, hot dogs and and um, uh, what do you call it? And spicy hot dogs are are richer than right. chicken, uh-huh. right? So the aromas and the and the texture should be a little lighter, <laughs> as is the alcohol. You don't think you see it. Very good. Mm. That's gorgeous. That's so. Is there any chicken left? Yeah, there's. I think it's going around. Oh, wings with the Hasselback sauce. To die for. Okay, so let's just repeat what Yossi's saying. I didn't try that one. Our wings with our Hasselback sauce. Our Hasselback sauce is um, barbecue sauce, equal parts of barbecue sauce and duck sauce, and they're going really, really well with our wings. I'm actually holding up this gorgeous piece of meat. Um, I took it off the temperature while. Took it off the heat while uh, we were talking with Jay about the wine. I would like the thermometer, if we can get the thermometer. And let's just check check up on that, because I'm all about making sure we have the right... Wings are great. Yeah. 
temperature on that. So it's at 136. So it's been off for a couple of... Now it's dropping down to 133. And now it's going to settle down. This is actually perfect. So this is our our uh, our temperature gauge and we want to make sure that we have perfectly cooked meat okay we're going to let that rest for 10 minutes i know you're all dying to cut into they're the not going to see it by the way anybody who wants to find out how the meat tastes is going to have to tune into your show oh of Friday. course and we're going to actually put ribs on now and we're going to start cooking those and if you want to see how the ribs turn out you have to tune in okay. to friday 9 a.m tomorrow morning which would be i guess <laughs> friday much. morning I'm um, to hear and see and taste some more of these delicacies actually on table for two. Excellent. Um, so why don't we prepare the, the Korean uh, short ribs Korean right short now? ribs. Okay. What do we want to do with them? Short ribs are so popular um, now. And barbecuing is so popular. Um, I actually put in, I make my marinades in a Ziploc bag and I have it um, in a Ziploc bag coating there. Uh, we, I'm just going to pour it into my bowl. And so I have, we're going to cook some of these on the grill and some of these on the grill pan and see how the different they turn okay, out. Okay, I love that idea, Mark. Okay, so I have it in my bowl just sitting here in the marinade. I have a garbage bin right here. I try to always keep a garbage bin right where you are. Um, it helps make everything okay. clean. So You're inside my marinade, yeah, inside my marinade is um, two cups of soy sauce, a cup of light brown sugar, a cup of mirin, which is available at Cedar Market, in case you're wondering. It's a Japanese rice cooking wine, um, as well as a half a cup of rice wine vinegar, uh, a couple of cloves of fresh garlic, and a cup uh, about... And I use actually use the um, frozen um, cubes. I find that that's sometimes on hand so easy. I never use the jars of garlic, but I will always use the frozen cubes. And a, about four cubes of... Um, the frozen ginger cubes as well. Sometimes I just don't have ginger and I want to have it on hand, so I always make sure I have ginger in the freezer. Um, okay, so I put that, that was my marinade, I let that sit. You can do it overnight, and it's always great to double the marinade when you're making it. Um, so you have one to use right away, and then one put in the freezer in a Ziploc bag, label it, because then you'll go, what did I make here? It'll be a surprise. Label it, Korean ribs, marinade and that way you're always ready to have something uh, at home ready to go for making a fabulous barbecue so we're going to go over to the barbecue if you want to see how these are fully cooked make sure you tune into table for two friday morning and we've got on the barbecue walk us through here mark what's so on the barbecue got, right now uh, cast iron skillet we've got two of the korean short ribs in the skillet two right near so the flame is essentially the same it's in the same area but one's in the pan one's not I, because the wings were so popular I threw some more wings over onto um, onto the grill, and we've got some more hot dogs, and of course the hasselback salami is going to be done in a couple minutes. Right. So this we is all for those of you who are going to be hungry Friday morning. This is the perfect time to. Uh, and Mark is using different tongs for um, his raw meats and his cooked meats. And these tongs um, now. And now he we dropped a tong. <laughs> so uh, you want to make sure that we do not use up. Um, Use the um, for bacterial purposes. We don't want to make sure right. that it's very important we, to separate out what's clean. raw versus clean. Yes. Obviously, the hot dogs and the salami don't fall into those categories because that was always available. That was for me because okay. I was thirsty. Okay, the beer is just not doing it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Cold beer is always good, but we're talking a lot. Okay. So we've got a great show lined up for table for two. You were going to continue eating our meat as well. We'll have a few more minutes. It's going to be ready to we're ready to go. So what, let's let's review what we did so far and review what we're going to do in the next hour. So we we made three different kinds of hot dogs. We made regular hot dogs, low sodium hot dogs, 
and um, and the spicy, spicy hot, hot dogs. Dog. The spicy hot dogs we made in the pan. Um, we made chicken wings, just plain, plain chicken wings with no nothing added, nothing um, right out of the box. Oh, we had a um, London broil that was crusted in, well, not crusted, but sitting in pesto sauce. So we washed off the pesto sauce, put it on the grill. It took about 20, 25 minutes to cook. Yep. And now it's going to be sitting out for a few minutes. And we've thrown the, the short ribs on, have some more wings. Oh, the Hatsubek salami was the big hit. So, um, so that's there too. Yep. So that's what we did so far today. We've been doing a little beer and wine. A little beer, beer pairing with Jay Booksbaum and... Oh, and we walk through the meat. Yeah, and we walk through the meat with see the market, Yossi Hollander. Hollander. <laughs> it's been a long morning. <laughs> Yossi Hollander from Cedar Market, uh, Seth Levitt from Abel's and Hyman. And um, and again, some of the things that we definitely focused on was rinsing off the meat, making sure everything was clean, making sure we were keeping an eye on the food, not necessarily getting overly crazy about it, but always keeping an eye on it so it didn't get too burnt, undercooking stuff. Big thing letting it sit. That was one of the big mistakes I always used to meet. You'd want to eat it right off the grill while it was hot, but it, you'll definitely see there's a very, very big difference later on. Ten minutes. The Ten number. Minutes. There's a number. Ten magic minutes. Um, so so that is the... Um, oh, so I have to play the theme music on the way out. So this is basically, I would say, the end of the stunt show. Coming up next on the Knock'em Single Network is Throwback Thursday. Um, and um, and uh, everybody should tune into that. And some great programming for the Bounce Day after Throwback Thursday. We probably have um, Michael Fragan with uh, his uh, political talk at um, 6 o'clock, and then Charlie Bernhout with an hour of Jewish soul after that. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, Nachum is joined. And by the way, he's been gone for a month. Malcolm Holmline at 7.40 tomorrow morning on Jam the AM with Nachum, of course, Rabbi Yudin. Great Friday morning Arab Shabbos music sponsored by Kedem. And, of course, tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock, is Naomi Nachman. And as we uh, cue the theme music that we have for um, for the stunt show, um, I don't even know who's on next, next week, because I don't even know who was on this week. So, uh, so this is Mark Zamek reminding you that no matter how long a journey may seem, every step you take brings you one closer to the end. We look forward to seeing you. I can't even see this anymore. Um, <laughs> we look forward to seeing you soon on The Stunt Show, and we look forward to continuing on Table for Two tomorrow morning on the Nachum Siegel Network.